0: Welcome to episode 77 of the Inside Jogging Podcast. Another crazily busy week to bring you with news of British records over 10,000 meters and 10 miles, marathon action from Tokyo, a roundup of European indoors, plus there's plenty of other domestic action to cover, as well as apparently there was some half marathon in Italy somewhere. But for all of that, in a week where we learned that flamingos form friendship groups based on their personalities, let me welcome my co host this evening who, like his pink-feathered friends, only forms clicks with runners who enjoy sub-six-minute paced easy runs. How's life post the half-marathon, Josh?
1: Yeah, all good. Back in, uh, back in Spain now, so just a, just a trip over. But yeah, not too bad. We've got some company this week as well, so Josh is here. Uh, Josh is now in the middle of
0: cooking his tea. Can you give us an insight into what you're eating this evening, Josh?
1: I have got some rice, some chicken wings... Uh, some peppers, I'm going to have some spinach as well.
0: You push the boat out, Josh, you go wild. I right? know, I know. Right. flavour there. We'll let Josh carry on. Um Let's welcome host this evening, who, if we talk about clicks with like-minded runners, it might be hard for him to find any training partners who have a performance range like his. One who could have the potential to run 28 minutes for 10k one day, or equally run 33 minutes another. Hopefully that's not hit you too deep, Shane, and you're not feeling too manic depressive how are you this evening
2: yeah just a manic depressive this evening uh don't worry that didn't hit me as deep as my stitch did on sunday so we'll get into that shall we
0: yeah well why don't we kick off with you then this evening shane try to let's try to give you some positive feedback (laughs) i mean josh will get you back
2: so listeners you need to strap in for a very short and very depressive week um so Coming off the back of last week, you might remember I said I was feeling quite tired, etc. So to be honest, this week I wasn't really bothered about doing any training. I just needed to make sure I felt decent uh, and ready to race come Sunday for Trafford. So Monday I did 30 minutes easy, um, 7.17 pace. Uh, I I couldn't really be bothered to run and I was quite happy to have a rest day. But in the end, I got out with Ron uh, after work. Tuesday. Uh, just over 50 minutes easy uh, again ran, ran with Ronnie uh, after work Wednesday we did a little bit of a session so just a typical sort of race week 10k session 10 by 2 minutes off 90 second jog and the idea is just to run however you feel really on those so we went and did a little loop Um, I felt pretty rough to be fair to start with so I just did the first couple at 502 and 501 pace which is A a way behind target 10k effort, um, but I'm not one for forcing it out. Certainly not on race week. Um, Eased into the session, 4.51, 4.51, 4.49, 4.47, 4.49, 4.44, 4.46 and 4.42. So that's the paces for the rest of the two minutes. Um, Felt pretty good by the end, to be honest. Um, It was a weird one, though, because one corner of the loop we did was like a storm. Just on that corner, horrendous. And it was like like raining as well. It was rainy, windy, cold, horrendous. The rest of the loop was fine, no rain, dry. And the loop was about two minutes long as well. So
0: I looked at this when you sent it to me in the week. I thought it was excellent that it the loop in its entirety is two minutes. But then at the two minute mark, you have this little cut in to do your recovery, where you do this little small loop. I enjoyed that. It was good, that. It was good. It's almost like you planned it, which can't be true for you boys.
2: No, we didn't. Well, well, Ron was like, oh, I've got a loop we can do. It should be fairly traffic-free. And we we couldn't really be bothered to think too much. So it was near where he lives. And um good little loop, actually, because it, it basically starts, like the first half is pretty much all downhill. So it's quite nice on race week, just to, that kind of gets your legs going for you but it did did mean the the final sort of 40 seconds was a bit bit of an incline. I say incline, we're not talking hills here. But yeah, no, I felt all right after that. It was one of those sessions where I definitely felt better for getting out and doing it. So Thursday, another 50-minute easy. So I, I was actually, I was on at uni all day, so I sat at my desk all day on lectures. Uh, then I had an osteopath appointment, so I ran after that. Little evening run. Um I treat myself to a little pizza afterwards because it was late and I couldn't bother to cook. Friday had a rest day. Again, as at uni, uh on sat down at lectures. And again, I like to I like to have a rest for for like a, a main race where I want to try and be feeling good. I, I like to have a rest at least one of the two days prior to it. I'm not exactly a stickler for, I don't have to do this but quite often if it's a Sunday race sometimes when you're working on a Friday or you're feeling a bit rough it's just it's actually easier to take a day off on the Friday and then just go for a run on the Saturday instead and then so on Saturday did 40 minutes or just under um 706s and we did some strides afterwards I I was I was unhappy about that one I just I didn't want to be there I'd not long been up and I just rebelled, but I knew if I didn't go with the lads at, uh, when we went, I probably would have put it off all day. And normally I like an evening run before a race in the morning, but um, I was aware that we were up very early on Sunday. So I thought probably best not do an evening run and disturb my sleep. So on to Sunday, Trafford 10K. Secretly, I was hoping it to be Trafford 6 miler. In Reality, I could have done with it being Trafford five and a half miler, and that might have got me under 30 minutes. And I could have got an entry off for uh, Valencia, however, didn't quite go to plan. So, you ready for a thrilling race recap? Go for it. Well, uh, the start to be honest, the start was a bit, um, I wouldn't say I was nervous for it, but it was a little bit like, oh, this is going to be a bit mental, it was very narrow. Uh, the road was a bit better on the foot, I think, than previous years. But I've not done that race in quite a number of years. But it was just again really congested. They did a much better job of getting people sort of um, they 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 organized it really well. They had like thirty minutes, thirty one minutes, thirty two minutes, thirty three minutes. They were trying to get people in at least in um, in ability. But uh, I thought, have you done Trafford Aaron?
0: No, but I know it's changed a have
2: fair you, bit over the years. Have you done it, Josh? Last couple of years.
1: No. Yeah, I, um, I did it in maybe like 2016. Not in the last few years.
2: Yeah, I, I think the road... That it, it, it was definitely from...
1: short when I did it. <laughs> like, <laughs> adju- officially.
2: <laughs> I think the road it starts and finish on has been used quite a few times. But I do recall that road back from when I did it all those years ago it is a really narrow road anyway. So it's I wasn't really so much panicking about the actual start. It was more just knowing that the first full mile or 2K is going to be quite sketchy. And um, so I, I got like, I probably got a slower start than I wanted, or at least I was further back and I was behind. There's people I wanted to run with I could see quite a way up the road, but there was just no way of getting to them. Like if I went out, I'm taking someone out. So... That probably did me a bit of a favor. Um, I did glance down at my watch at the first K marker and I saw a 258. I was like, oh, do you know what? This is fine. And then when I got space, I just made sure I got back up the road and, and got some recovery. So I think I looked at my K splits afterwards because I didn't then look at my watch again until 5K. I don't really like looking at a watch in a race, to be honest. So I did, I think I did 258, 255, then a couple of Ks at like three minutes. Um and then I got a stitch at 4K again, so I was really pissed off to be honest because I felt really good in the warm up. I, I I'd prepared really well. I, I I don't know. I felt really comfortable running and I was moving through the field well. And I think the group I was sort of in, we were sort of moving through. And a lot of the the lads who I was near for a lot of that race, they ended up running like low thirty minutes. And I think I wanted to try and get close to my PB, which I think is thirty. 14 so again i'm i'm really happy with how i executed it in terms of pacing strategy and um you know staying out of trouble and I, I ran pretty smooth but we went over a really small up and down i mean obviously it's a it's a very fast course there's a couple of lumps in it and as soon as i hit that little downhill and again like it's 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 tiny i just got an instant stitch so so is, I that, think this...
0: is that the one at just before two and a half miles
2: yeah, i think so it yeah it must have been it, um...
0: you can see on the strava graph there's like a there's a small little triangle it's very small but but mm. yeah your pace drops off yeah you know, just for two and a half miles just after that small yeah, yeah.
2: It, it must have been that bit then um because, I mean, again, I wasn't looking at my watch, but I know at 3K I saw the sign and I felt pretty good and I was still moving through and catching people. Um, So then I hit that up and down. I got the stitch, but I was like, well, I, I feel good and it might ease off. I wasn't sort of ready to throw in a towel. So I did then look at 5K and I saw 15, 13, I think, on my watch when I looked at the 5K uh, marker. So I was like, well, that, that's not too bad because if I can, and, and it did feel like I I was like proper eased off as well. Like I saw a picture, some photographs from one one of the sharp corners and I, I don't really look like I'm working that hard. I didn't feel like I was. So I thought to myself at that point, well, if it does ease, I might be able to sort of bring it back and run a decent time, like maybe like 30, 30, 30, 40, but it just kept getting worse. And it came to the point I had to stop and walk. So I stopped and walked for a little bit. Now anyone who has done Trafford will know there is no getting back other than to finish the race. <laughs> so I was like, well, I mean, for a long walk, if this is it. So I did start running again and I just sort of I was just running as fast as my sort of stitch would let me. So a lot of people going past. And then maybe it was about seven or eight K. I just started to run a little bit faster, just as much as my my body would allow, really. And I think I finished in like a, a five minute mile and maybe a bit quicker because it allowed me to do it. So the positive is I got a bit of running done on it, but yeah, feeling a a little bit sorry for myself and sulking because, well, it's just, uh, it's just a bit of a shit show again with my stitch. So it's the same sort of broken record. And and again, if it was like getting me towards the end of a race, seven, eight K it's progress and I can handle that. But at four K it's just, and I can't even like, I mean, there was a tiny lump that set it off in the road. Telford was different. Josh made a good point. It was a huge downhill. But there's there's absolutely... Like, what can I do? Just only do a 10k that's a straight line. You know what I mean? It's a bit... And head flat. And,
0: and defense, flat. maybe. Yeah,
2: and then they've got to come down with a wind. And I've got a <laughs> history of wind hurting it. And that's the wrong type of wind.
0: Yeah. The other so,
2: type of gives me a different stitch.
0: Yeah, it's frustrating, isn't it? Because your last race you did in Battersea went without any stitch problems so you think you've sorted it and then you're back to square one so what can you do
2: I I don't know to be honest I I probably just need to work harder on doing some core work and some strength work I think it's still that that's the only thing I can control because if it's anything other than that which I don't think it is based on having scans and blood tests and stuff um It's the only thing I can control. So, uh, and I am, I'm erratic with the gym still. I do get in there, but some of the stuff I'm doing in it, it it doesn't even fatigue my abs at all. So I'm wondering, I'm I'm roughly speculating if my core is so, so weak or my obliques specifically are so weak that they're just not doing any work ever. So when it's coming to a race and maybe I'm, because the other thing as well is like, when do I ever run? four to five K at three minute K's in training. I just don't do it because if I work that hard in training, I just get physically tired just because I'm quite busy and I don't recover all that well. So um, it's this trade-off with, I think maybe if I did run a bit quicker in training, um, maybe not on the scale of Josh, but maybe just, you know, a bit faster on some of my runs or did some sessions that were a lot harder then it probably would work my abs a little bit more and it might help. But the downside to that is when I try and work hard in training, I get worse because I just don't recover from it properly. So I don't know. I'm just going to have to persevere, let it settle, just try and be even more diligent, maybe even if it means just doing some core work every day or something and just see if I get any change.
0: Yeah, I mean, sitting on the outside and not looking at stuff in depth, my, my obvious observation would be to try some harder sessions, and I know they're not. You you've had that thing in the past where they've not worked for you, but I think it's worth giving. It's something you can give a go, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. At least you definitely know that. But you probably mm-hmm. could work a little bit harder and try. You just, I think for you especially, a, a little get get your head into it and just sort of accept it's going to be a bit harder. I think you can talk yourself out of working hard before it begins. So
1: i think i I think in tandem with that as well you know you sort of you said probably like twice or three times last week i can not really be bothered to do that run i think when you make when i go for a jog i feel more like that if a run is more sort of structured and it's a little bit quicker that the almost the more intense the session is the less i'm like oh i can't be asked
2: yeah yeah i'd agree with both of those points
0: yeah. So well, well. Hopefully, you can give something a go. You know, you, it's one of those things. There's no point trying loads of things because then you don't know which one of those things has worked. So, yeah, exactly. Take it step by step, haven't you? And but
2: yeah, I, I think the two th- the two things I'm in control of are yeah. I could maybe do some sessions that are a bit more tough, um, but I'm gonna. I'll have to be tactical about it over the next few weeks because I'm still gonna do uh, inter counties cross country on Saturday. And again, that should be a test for it because it'll be it's a bit of a rolling course. But I'm also thinking the slower speed I'll be running hopefully won't upset it. So find the balance. And the other question is, I was down to do Wilmslow half as well. So I, I don't know. Again, just from history, uh, half marathon is a little bit of an easier pace for earlier on. So I might not be too bad for that.
0: Um. So yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> see. It's certainly a pace that you've done a lot more of in training than the quicker sort of three minute case. You've done a lot of three hundred five type stuff, so you should should be okay for that.
2: Fingers crossed. But yeah, all in all, I think I was about forty three mile for the week. Um, okay. So yeah, my legs are feeling good though.
0: <laughs> well, that's good. But yeah, I've seen you've been out for a decent ten mileer today, which Josh would be proud of. So, um, <laughs> although I didn't break sevens, I think. <laughs> I'm going to go go to my go week next week because Josh can finish us off, finish us off hopefully with a good race. So let's go back to Monday. So I actually ran again every day of last week, and well it was not quite on the Shane Robinson program, but we'll go into that because of what happened. I managed to scroll to the top of my week while I've been speaking Shane, so. I'm just waffling as I scroll back down for a moment. So Monday, easy 60. Turns out on the plan, it said easy 45. I didn't read that properly. I skipped, you know, when you load into your watch, I skipped it for some reason. So I didn't get the countdown. So I did 60 minutes, 708, eight and a half mile, hilly. You got this massive hill off. So I did a bit of off-road up this hill. Um but yeah, all good, I think. I, um, I was listening to Parenting Hell podcast and Josh Widdicombe, I think, was describing a play date and how weird it is that you get put in these settings where you, your kids are playing together, then all of a sudden you're sat with this random person in your kitchen drinking tea. And I, this is relevant because next weekend, I am going. Eliza's got a birthday party. So I'm gonna be sat there with a load of other parents that I've never got no common interest with apart from my child is playing with their children. So nice and awkward. Anyway, that's that was Monday. <laughs> Tuesday, I I had a bit of um. I think I said it on the show. I had a bit of hay fever. I think first half of last week and was sneezing a bit. I felt sick on on Tuesday, so I was meant to do a session on Tuesday, and. I just felt sick. So I I put it off and put it off. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do the session. I had to go pick up a lot or I had to go pick up the car to pick up Eliza. So I tried an easy run. Um, So just did 30 minutes, 708 to go pick Eliza up. So that was Tuesday. So I took that as my rest day because Shane gave me the rest day on the Wednesday. But 30 minutes counts for rest day. I'll tell you why in a minute, and it hopefully will make sense. So Wednesday, I, well, with Jenny's mum, we dropped Eliza off, then I ran back. I wanted to test out how I felt. I was considering doing the session. But again, I did uh, 30 minutes, 7.14s. It's uphill, so that's okay. But still wasn't feeling quite right. And then I sat at my desk at about one o'clock and got this Instagram DM from a listener saying, Aaron, you have no idea who I am or you don't know me, but I'm driving past Stamford on the way back home. Fancy a run. So I said, yes, of course. And (laughs) met my new mate, Brad, came to mind for for two o'clock. He was driving back home from up north somewhere and go back to Chelmsford. So, Listeners, if you're driving down the A1 past Stamford, need a run, send in that DM, I'll pop out of my house. I live right next to A1, so it's not hard to get here. Anyway, we did
2: a lot of time for that. Just just before you carry on, Aaron, if there's any other listeners who fancy uh, presenting a podcast, when Aaron gets abducted, there will be a spare (laughs) vacancy.
0: Yeah, I've been watching a lot of those true crime documentaries on Netflix of late. And when you said said that, I was like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, Josh and Shane on a Netflix documentary saying, yeah, he's a very decent <laughs> guy. So <laughs> thought it was weird. He hadn't replied to us. Um, yeah, me and Brad did te- just over 10 miles at 7.10s. I did a, one of Josh Lund's um, special, well, an Aaron Scott special when I'm with Josh, say to him, it's an hour loop. And at an hour, I was like, still about fifteen minutes till we get home. So, <laughs> it it was okay. I, I gave him a little tour of of the sights of Burley, and yeah, I think he enjoyed it. He um, I think he's doing Manchester in a few weeks' time, looking for sub two thirty. So we'll see how he goes then. So that's good. Um, now Thursday, oh actually, sorry, Wednesday morning on the run back from the nursery. I was listening to uh, Inside Running, I think, on Patreon and got back. Had home. To, he had to
1: drop in the Patreon, didn't they?
0: Well, no, it's relevant because it's Patreon. So I got home and I'd signed up to, ele- I've got it written down, Jenny Nicholson's Patreon on £6 a month. And, yeah, so I paid this woman £6 out of my pocket on a run. So I went to cancel it and it said, why are you cancelling? And my comment was other because I signed up in my pocket on a run. So hopefully (laughs) that's the first case of that kind of cancellation she's had. No idea who she is and no idea how it happened. But that run cost me six quid. Uh, (laughs) Thursday, I did the session. Um, Now, because I've been a bit soft early in the week. Well, I started off at 3.24 minute kind of effort. And had my heart rate strap on and I thought I'm going to try and get up to one six two for those hard ones which is kind of aerobic threshold which kind of that two hour pace and I I didn't actually even hit it for the first four five or six well I didn't I didn't hit it until the last one which by that point my heart rate monitor died so I have no idea if I hit it or not but I think I probably did but yeah, I went on the hards. I went 320, 20, 20 19, 19, 19, 19, 18, 18, 17. And that's obviously because I was on a treadmill, so I can easily progress it. And the offs were all about 355. Um, so as I felt good, I did 16K of those 4K warm up, 1K cool down, 13 miles at 610s. Felt probably better than I did last week doing it. And I did more. And actually recovered a lot better off it. So positive signs. Friday I just did an easy well, I had an easy forty five down. Uh, James texted me and said, Did I want to run? So we I went over to Gretford and did a did did our little marathon loop, which is ten K. So,
2: Neither- you've commented another driver who seems to be trying to make up for something. Yeah. What's this driver trying to make up for, Aaron?
0: I don't know. You have to make your own judgment from that, but maybe he's got um, small feet, I should say. And basically, he was in an M3, BMW M3, and I he was doing normal, like 30 40. I, could, I sort of heard him coming because the engine was a, a bit more noisy. So I sort of glanced around. See it, saw him come in, so he's sort of tucked in. He saw us and just put his foot down. He must have hit a ton in the space of a few seconds and like flew past us. I was like, absolutely needless. Anyway, it was 50 minutes at 7 15s, and it was 50 minutes because James said, Can we round this up to seven mile? And I said, Yeah, why not? So we, yeah, he'd had a, a stressful week, so I think it's good for him to get that run done. Um. And then Saturday, I just ran easy, but at midday. So I had the morning at home by myself because Jenny and Liza went out. Went to make my coffee. The water pump was not working. First of all, I tried to, well, it took about an hour and a half to try and unscrew some bits to have a look at it, to realise I have no idea what I'm doing and I'm not going to be able to fix it, so why not just call them and get a replacement, which is what I tried. And, yeah, uh, long story short, I spent an hour telling a teenager at John Lewis Customer Support the laws of consumer rights, (laughs) and eventually he listened and gave me a replacement, but it was painful. So, 12 o'clock I got out, easy 45, 7.03s. Felt pretty good, actually. Um, just looped around. the f- No, I didn't. I went down to the meadows and looped around the grass, so did some off-roading. Off-roading in Invincibles is mm, interesting. Very unstable. I don't know if it's maybe I'm also weak core-wise, but... Nah, that they shit. they shit off-road, they shit. Well, it's twelve years since I moved to Stamford. and when I first moved to Stamford, I used to run on those meadows all the time for my, my runs. And I was thinking about it when I was running over them. I was like, I used to run back across here at like six minute mile, in sometimes, I I have no idea how I didn't break an ankle. I might I don't think it's got any worse. I think just the, street, the shoes got more unstable.
2: Well, it could be, or I had a theory running this evening. I did quite a lot on trails in my uh, ASICS Nova Blast I think it's just age mate I was all over the place I used to be great on mud not yeah. anymore.
1: do, do you remember what remind I, I've thought about this before Aaron. do you know what it reminds me of do you remember when we used to meet at Helpston Yeah, those runs after work and you used to take us on some absolutely dreadful routes I mean in the summer I mean I'm amazed neither of us broke an ankle to be honest but, I mean I remember rolling an ankle a couple of times but you're talking like basically on the edge of farmer's fields which are just completely rutted just yeah i can't believe he's run on them
0: well that's what i did twice this week that was pretty much that run (laughs)
1: i'm
0: a good i'm a big fan of a rutted field um so that was saturday 45 minutes sunday again i had two hours on the plan well an hour 45 to two hours and shane has first suggested some surges which I agreed with, but James was doing his marathon-specific long run, 12K, 6K, 3K, broken up by 2K jogs. So I joined him for most of that. But well, He did his cool down back to his on his own. I sort of met him when he was about 3K in um, to the jog. And, yeah, we kind of run those. I think the first 12K block was six o fives the 6k was at like six minute miling and the 3k was at five to fives and i felt great felt really good so 19 and a half miles all up at 628 and yeah that's what that was my week um well actually just quickly on that run we had matt on bike support so he rode next to us and in front of us on some of the slightly breezy bits and he had the tunes on. It was James's playlist. Some of those tunes were highly debatable. There was some interesting stuff going on. Some proper like electro I don't know, electro dance stuff.
2: Well, then call if, him it's,
0: out. If, if it's not grime, don't bother. <laughs> I just wanted I said to him, give me some Miley Cyrus and he was horrified. Also, halfway through Matt's kid started playing with his Alexa at home and it started cutting out our speaker because it's hooked up to Spotify. So we started to get some George Ezra in the middle because his kid was playing it. But um, yeah, good good week, 73 miles backing up a 70. So that's, I think, 18 days of running in a row. So when I said I didn't take a rest day, I just ran easy. My thoughts on it are, if I take a rest day, I am likely to take four so I've just got to keep it's probably better for me to keep in the routine of doing a run and 30-35 minutes as long as I keep it easy I think it's probably yeah okay for me you might disagree you might say I need that rest day and I probably may even agree with that but I think from a routine point of view, I just need to keep running at the moment.
2: Well, as long as you're feeling that you can,
0: yeah, exactly. Well, I can, and yeah, feeling feeling pretty good.
1: Just try, yeah, trying to not think about getting ill. Um,
0: so that's one thing, Aaron,
1: to make you feel better. Go on. Your mileage. What was Shane's mileage for the week? Yeah, I topped topped it this week. Yeah, I yeah so he's he's back yeah i did fuck over this week
2: oh nice
0: it's my first two consecutive weeks since uh july last year so that in itself is atrocious (laughs) it's mad i've i've been going over loads of stuff of old like just looking at things and it's yeah crazy the last two years have been a yeah shit show yeah exactly that anyway that's probably the longest week you've heard from me for a long while um oh, yeah. and that was only 70 mile weeks so imagine if i was doing 140 how long i take so josh josh raced
1: <laughs> in rome yeah. so you kick us off your start of your week in spain <clears throat> yeah so just a reminder i came off the back of um 24 miler at like 552 so monday morning um I was a little bit apprehensive how I was going to feel. So probably more so my uh, Achilles because I'm just a, anything sort of like that. I, I'm always a little bit wary, but um, yeah, it wasn't too bad actually. So first, uh, first one was four and a half miles, six twenty sixes. Um That was with Stu. Showed me a new little trail from the house. Actually, it was quite nice. Then in the evening, um, quite late when actually I went out at eight o'clock, but four miles, six seventeens. Again, proper good then i had a progression run uh on tuesday so i did three mile warm-up um and this was by the canal um so uh yeah drove out there did three miles and then basically four miles out three miles back and then two mile warm down um so i had to do like one mile coming back and then sort of out and back for the last half mile um so it's meant to be 5 30 25 15 and then cut down every five seconds uh, sorry five seconds every mile so I went 5.30, 24, 19, 12, 9, 5, and 0. So almost spot on. Um, however, the first four miles, I had a tremendous tailwind, and it felt so easy. And I turned. The difference between that 5.19 and nine, sorry, the 5.12 and 5.9 was unbelievable. And I was determined to still try and hit the paces, and I was basically sprinting for that five-minute mile, to be honest with wow. so we 400 metres to go I was like 502 so I was like, I'm determined to hit it and I did that's, that's 7 mile at about 5.15s right uh, yeah it will be exactly uh, it will be very slightly faster but um, just because yeah I'll run, like 5 seconds quicker probably decent yeah and like I'm not exaggerating that last 5 miles uh, 3 miles were pretty tough so it was like pretty pretty stiff headwind Um. So yeah, not bad. Ended up 12 miles,
0: 540s. Just then, sorry, just Jessica, I've just remembered I had a listener uh, messaging the other week about the naming of winds and what you have put there, Josh, the listener deemed as correct, tailwind and headwind. He takes offence to Shane. What do you call a tailwind?
1: Backwind. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like it. Who who was it who commented this? Because someone messaged me. Was it Ross Braden? No, a few people. I've, I had it from. I can't remember who it was, from, but yeah, I'm sure. I think it was Ross Braden messaged me um, about this, and he said, "Yeah, I'm, I'm correct." What, why? What,
0: what's
2: the difference?
1: I don't know. I think it's just a. Um, I yeah, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't probably
0: know. a northern-southern thing. Yeah, but anyway, I'm right.
1: That's sort of my prevailing wind. Um, we'll go for that. <laughs> so the- yeah so that was tuesday uh tuesday evening i went to the airport picked josh griffiths up he's so got some company now um and then wednesday i just had one run so it was meant to be 10 miles and we went out quite late again sort of 7 p.m uh, josh was running a little bit slower and you're <laughs> quite a few people taking the piss out of me for this especially my coach But when we started, there was a a bit of a thunderstorm and there was a bit of lightning. And I went one way, Josh went another, and I got out. It's pretty sort of barren where where I got to. I turned around. Basically, it's by the lake on a trail. It's quite open. And there was a bit of lightning. And I kid you not, the whole sky is like illuminated. And I just got like instant goosebumps. And I was like, fuck this. So I turned around. I was like, if I can run back and not see the lightning, I'll be all right. And then, I mean, it was absolutely hammering it down as well. Um, and then there was another line that I was like, I'm going back. Like, I just, I don't know. I was quite scared, firstly. But I also, I was like, I don't know actually if this is very safe or not. So it was meant to be 10 miles. I did 5.2, average six-minute mile in. But, yeah, I was pretty scared. I'm not going to lie. Um, Rob, I said that to Rob. He just replied with two emojis of a pussycat. That was all I got. <laughs> so quite amusing, but there we go. And that actually played on my mind all night because I was like, oh, I should have done 10 miles. And I was actually so disappointed in myself. And I'd asked a few people what I should have done. Aaron said he would have gone home. Josh carried on running. He did what did you do, six miles? I did Yeah, he said he did what he was meant to do, which I didn't. But there we go. Um so Thursday, I just had my classic sort of three by um, a, mile, a three by a K, sorry, um, off ninety seconds. So I did three mile warm up, and that was, again, pretty stiff headwind. Um, so I went out to find a little loop to do it on. Um, I felt really, actually, terrible to be honest. So I wanted to try and run sort of inside three minute K's. Thought I'd probably be quite good just to get my legs moving a little bit. The first one was uh, I ran three hundred four. And then went 259 that 259 was 100 with backwind then i ran 304 so yeah i didn't feel great at all um but i i kind of did it, did it on purpose just say backwind oh did i do it then i didn't even realize oh. did I, <laughs> I think I it depends it. if i'm saying saying it or writing it um yeah it was just i felt awful i went out at lunch um it was like just before i, I was leaving for the airport so not great, but I was like, no, it, it doesn't work. I'm excited for the next day. Let's get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this run this run was split into two. So it it was meant to be six miles, at sort of six minute, uh, sorry, eight mile, uh Oh no, six miles, sorry. A six minute mile. I nearly actually left and did eight and I checked last minute. So I, this was in Rome. I traveled uh, the night before. And it's strange. I felt fine for the first sort of mile and a half. I had a really sort of intense feeling of, I need to go to the toilet. And I I was running on a a reasonably public lake, nothing around. And the sensation didn't go away when I stopped, shall we say? And I was basically thinking, I think the better situation here is to shit myself. (laughs) And that was when I knew I was in a bit of trouble. (laughs) Because every time I moved, I basically felt like I was about to shit myself. Um, and if you don't want graphic detail, I'd probably skip two minutes or so. <laughs> I, I then managed to sort of waddle on and off to a bush, which was probably 200 metres away. And the relief to get there, as I've sort of gone to go to loo, I basically just sort of shit all in my shorts. <laughs> which Which then meant, obviously the my, the main thing i was thinking about is i've got 4 miles to do still <laughs> so yeah that wasn't ideal so i basically ran back to the hotel got changed someone unfortunately got the lift with me which was not ideal either got changed um my stomach still wasn't very good in the in the uh, hotel room and then i left it a few hours and then I ran again so wait the first part we have the, we have the rest of the story about the hotel room. <laughs> so basically my thought wasn't great and I was cleaning sort of shit off myself and I basically stood in the bathroom and I, I thought I I thought I had like a fart coming and as I fart just shit's come out again <laughs> <laughs> well it was safe but it wasn't safe yeah it was literally like an in-betweeners moment and it I'm not proud of it but I had to tell someone so I told these two because it was so funny oh, and fantastic. yeah it was pretty horrific to be honest but as I say I had a, I had the rest of my run to do so I did 2.2 miles 559s, Uh the first part the second part I went out pretty late because again I, I, I was a little bit worried um, and I did 4 miles at 6.14 um, I, I, do you know what I actually felt quicker than that but yeah, um, I'll take the Strava as its word, but that first mile I'm pretty sure wasn't 6 30. Um so yeah, that was that was my Friday, which was which was more actually strange because all I'd eaten before I ran was a croissant and a coffee. So it's not even like I'd eaten anything dodgy. And I hadn't had any dinner the night before. So I don't know what caused it. I would guess it must have been the coffee, but there we go. I hope that's entertained people. <laughs>
0: Um so Saturday, David they... you, you hadn't had dinner the night before and you just had a croissant and a coffee. And a coffee, yeah. So That's, in the space yeah. of then... about like eighteen hours, you've had a croissant and a coffee.
1: I did have some pasta like three yeah. o'clock the day before, to be fair. Okay. Go what yeah, go big Josh. Yeah. Um so the day before the race. So I did four miles, six thirty-fours. Um, and strangely enough actually I woke up with a bit of doms on Saturday morning which was really bizarre because I hadn't really run on any hill it felt like I'd done a hill session Um, I wonder if I did you're clenching my arse for four hours and it was really strange I was a little bit worried but actually it it sort of didn't amount to anything Um, so yeah four miles uh, 6.75 6.75 nothing really sort of out of the ordinary and then shout out to Steph McCall doing Shane's job for him she's yeah, taking the
0: piss out. Josh has labelled his run pre-race jog. She's um, she's told it what it is. I can go way faster than
1: this. Wasn't even breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's done me that. To be fair, that's, that's a very good um, addition. And then I did some strides and some drills, um, and I felt pretty good. Legs felt alright. Um, then the race. So I was up pretty early. I got up at 5.15, I think. Um, and, yeah, went to the hotel, um, sorted my stuff out, and then we war- warmed up uh, just about an hour before. So did three miles, average 6.17, so we got down to six-minute mile then But do you know what? I know you say I warm up quick. So some of the Kenyans, they were jogging very, very, very slowly for the first half a mile, but they came rolling past me when I was doing that six minute mile and which made me think yeah this is the right thing to do um but yeah I actually felt cast then come to the race so I was very very aware that there's two pretty substantial hills in this and I think I've said it to you boys beforehand so I, I kind of made a sort of what in my opinion was a sensible decision to go off a little bit slower so that you start it's a little bit downhill and then there's a hill at probably four miles uh i'm gonna i might as well just look at my driver rather than guessing yeah four miles exactly um and then there's a substantial hill at six miles one of them i think the first one's probably about a k long the second one's like two and a half k long um so i went through 5k in i think 15 1509 something like that um and then 10k uh i can't actually remember to be honest what split i went through but the splits, I was kind of trying to, to just look at my overall pace for the whole run. And I thought, if I can get to the top of the second hill around five-minute mile in, I, that, that I'll be pretty pleased with that. And then sort of try and pick up from there, um, which I didn't really manage. I got to the top of the hill, the second hill and I was like 5.04. And I did I did pick it up pretty much from there. But like the seventh and eighth mile, I ran 5.16, 5.16. And they were just really, really tough. Um, so then I went five four 4.44, 4.49 and I knew I was probably pretty tired because I then started running 4.57, 4.59 and again, I didn't know the pace I was running but I knew the average wasn't really changing and they were slightly downhill. So um, yeah, it was pretty tough but I was reasonably pleased, I think. I, I ran 65.35 and I know I said I wanted to run break 65 which I pretty much did but... From when i said that pretty much everyone has said you should probably be happy with that so yeah, yeah that's that I, and I then lastly i was just gonna say lastly I'll, I'll do my warm down so i did 0.2 miles at 908 pace and i thought fuck this i got on the yeah. bus <laughs> none, of, none, of, none of the kenyans were warming down so i sat on the bus chatted with them we looked at the results together because none of them could find it so they were all looking on my phone which is quite funny yeah so
2: did you, did you show them a picture of you naked or
0: not <laughs> no I, I kept that one. <laughs> to myself so i was just looking at some of the results and it's quite difficult to work out how tough that course is because i looked at so daniel mucci around 62 36 but he's not had he
1: went off very slowly as well. He's not had a
0: performance really of that of a half in a while, so it's hard to judge it off him. So I looked at Lorna Salpetta.
1: She she did... um, to, to point that out as well, at the up the hill, she very nearly caught me. But the car was probably 10 20 meters behind me, and she I did thought, a 10k oh, no. in. Israel I don't
0: imagine it wasn't the easiest but it wasn't that quick so I don't know how fit she is so can't do it off that so I looked at the winner 5917 Isaac Kip temboy and he ran 2734 in Valencia um and I think that was that was a PB for him over half he ran sixty eleven 11 in Valencia half last year so yeah, I mean, I looked at the, the profile of the course and, you know, a four, a couple of 4% hills are going to be tough. So, 65 and a half minutes. But yeah, very decent on that
1: course. Yeah, so, I mean, I said that to Robin and Rob was pretty pleased. He was like, i would take that in a marathon build-up. So, that's, yeah, I'd say that's a good sign. Even, or, I mean, like I say, I wanted to go faster, but you always do.
0: Or you could have just stayed in England and had uh what well, get beaten uh, a couple of local half marathons this weekend as we'll come through in the results true
1: true uh, i'm yeah so, um, so, <laughs> so yeah no 61 miles for the week um so yeah aaron's done me yeah but so, only only five hours and 57 hours or five 57 minutes of running
2: so you
1: five hours 57.
2: Who, yeah who did, who did um who did more duration of running me or josh you were what? Five oh, hours
1: 57? 57,
0: yeah. I was. Why... Oh, I was Are about you... five hours, I think. I'm just looking at the Strava leaderboard last week. Jasper Leflash. Oh, I've got back. it. Um, Kieran Walker. 100... So Kieran Walker is second position at 133.9 miles. Feel sorry for uh, that, well, that, you'll
1: that. You'll see, you'll see you've got, we've got a new addition this week. Josh Griffiths. Josh Griffiths third place. I made him it. join. I saw that.
0: Um big week from him, Toby Mende fourth. Yeah, some same old in the top Christine Watermelon, 92 miles, she's back in the lead for the women. I know Josh likes to see average pace and he certainly shared it with us internally because he feels like he's he's topped it this week. Although
1: doing sixty miles, does that really count as a week? All of my runs are uh, all of my runs are on there. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure anyone above me has all, all their runs on there. Yeah. Uh, did you? I wanted to know
0: where I finished in the average pace, but I couldn't scroll down. Must, uh, I got I got cramp in my finger before I found it. 54, <laughs> 648, 73 miles. Guess who's also done 648s for the week? Probably Maddie. Two more no, people actually... are directly above me one is sitting on this call shane robinson 648 sandwiched in the middle <laughs> with perry. 17.3 miles chris perry so in very good okay. company there i'm happy with that
2: so you're you're somewhere in the middle of 32 30 for 10k and twenty
1: nine forty six. yeah
0: it's i'll say right that there is oh uh... no, there's there's four other lads on 648s, but I have no idea what their times are ten K, so can't put them in the algorithm. To just...
1: One thing I was gonna say, do you know who, uh call this out, fastest woman? It's Maddie. Maddie. Yeah. Yeah, just she needs to, talk, t- she needs to t- sort it out. <laughs> taking uh taking my running by example by the way.
2: you're gonna are you gonna put it on your wedding vows? <laughs> I, I promise to love cherish and run sub six minute pace for the rest of my relationship
1: yeah she did uh, she did a long run at 6.48 nice do know what that that intensity must be hard to do all the time like I know I ran a bit quicker but
2: well yeah it's, it's the same as what you're doing
1: <laughs> no that's only 40 seconds slower than a 10k pace yeah so because I run like... at 5.20 all the time yeah true <laughs> You're just forty seconds slow in your five k pace.
0: <laughs> right. Anyway, should, we move, should we move on to list of qu- oh, Shane. If you've got any Strava this week, or have you've been too busy.
2: Um. I well, <clears throat> I haven't really looked, but there's one I have seen a few times, and it's more of a general rule. When you get runners who um, who like road runners and and track runners, and they put ten k trail run. What that means is there's a reason I'm going this slow today and it's because I'm on trail. That's it. So no
0: need, no need to put trail run in your title is what you're saying.
2: Yeah. Just put 10 K recovery, 60 minute recovery.
0: Or can you not change your watch to the trail running setting? I saw somebody do that the other
2: day. Have you done that on your new watch yet?
0: I haven't. No. Considered it after I saw it. Um, Let's go to these listener questions. Um, I feel like there was a more, yeah, a more aggressive Strava comment. But we'll,
2: well, why don't why don't you talk about that one, Aaron?
0: We'll save it for another week when we we're, we're sure that we're not going to absolutely destroy the person in question. Um, <laughs> let's go to listener questions. Both these two came in last week and kind of relate to each other. But I'll start off with. Um, I'll start off with this one because it's more generic and it comes in from Craig Beatty. Got there finally. So Craig said, you spoke about not getting goal creep and the importance of not going out too hard. Many people racing half marathons around now for spring marathon season. I'm guessing many will hit big PBs off marathon training mileage and consider revising their marathon pace. Be interested to hear your thoughts on that and what key workouts people should be hitting in their peak block to suggest a goal marathon pace is achievable or not? Makes sense, Shane. Do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, sure. So I suppose I'm going to kind of roll those two questions into one. Um, yeah, doing doing races in prep, particularly half marathons. There was a as we'll come to when we get to results. There was a lot this weekend, and I think they're pretty perfectly timed for spring marathons. So it's enough time if you want to hit a marathon hard, uh, sorry, want to hit a half marathon hard, there's enough time to sort of take a bit of a down week to make sure you're not sort of going into your tough marathon block, uh, still on sort of post race legs. So there's enough time to recover from that. And, um, it's also close enough that actually if you decide you just don't want to race it hard and, and do it as a bit of marathon prep, you can still do that. Um, Really good question on revising your goals because I think, I think look, if you're, let's say you're targeting a three-hour marathon and you go and absolutely nail a half and, you know, it, 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 it's going to depend on the training you're doing and your strengths and weaknesses, of course, but it would kind of be silly not to revise it, you know, if you've made a big chunk over half. Now, of course, in today's modern age, you still have to take into account uh, validity of courses as well. Um, because what you want to do, if you're going to use your half marathon time to revise your marathon goal, you, ha- you have to assume that during your half marathon performance that you've hit a new sort of physiological threshold or physiological zone. So you're only changing it if, you con- if you're confident that you've just sort of taken a big step up. That being said, if you're overperforming a half marathon, by a little bit Uh, i i think you could maybe revise what perfection could be for a marathon but again as we've spoke about before if you're going into marathon I, i think it's just silly to always target perfection because it very quickly can go south um i will not answer the second part of that question because i've just flapped too long about that bit so i'll let you two do one of
0: that yeah i think just to add to that like the the half marathon time um i So with a lot of people who race this weekend, I would have given them a target time that I thought they're on track for that's almost relative to what I think they're on track for for the marathons. They both sort of play hand in hand. So even if they run a a really big PB, it's still sort of on track for what I've kind of expected them to do. Unless they absolutely smash it, which I did actually have somebody who actually ran two minutes quicker than I thought they could so um yeah potentially he needs to you know we could go potentially a little bit quicker at marathon but I don't think I will anyway um with half marathon time I would say you know you could a general rule you can double it and you can plus six to eight minutes and I always say if you're plus so plus six minutes is a very good run plus eight minutes is a good solid run if you're sort of plusing ten minutes, average type run, and then you're sort of going on to the sort of poorer side of of performance, if I think if you drift further the other way. But equally, people are able to double it and plus I think I saw somebody one year, Paul Halford maybe, doubled his half and plus two minutes as a conversion, which is extremely, extremely good. But yeah, I mean <laughs> the The formula I tend to work off is double plus six to eight, and that will give you a. F- Depending on how you've run that half marathon, it should give you a fairly accurate idea. But I always also think you don't often know really what your goal marathon pace is going to be until about three four weeks out from the race, like you're training towards that.
2: And and I think I'm, ju- I'm just I'm just going to dive back in because. Well, I can't help myself. Um, I think in terms of these sessions as well, you have to do it relative to you. If, if you're new to marathon running, if you're yeah. just doing your first marathon, then you just have to do the sessions, feel how you feel, execute your race, and then afterwards or next time you're doing a marathon, then you can revisit some of those sessions so you know what they mean to you. Because some people might do, I don't know, four by 5K is a common session. Some people might do that marathon pace. Some people might do that and go much quicker for a marathon. Some people might do that and get nowhere near in a marathon what they get in that session. Like There's so much scope between this individuality.
0: Yeah, I know people who can do yeah 18 miles at 95% marathon pace and that's a good indicator to them. For me, 20K of a K on K off was a great indicator for me. It's not really relative to marathon pace. It's sort of threshold and another pace but it kind of gave me an indication to my fitness um but yeah you're right it's completely dependent on the type of runner josh you're our quickest marathon runner at the moment what um what do you think your half marathon told you from the weekend what you
1: Uh, i was about to say that i hope mine isn't double plus 10 to be (laughs) honest (laughs) um i don't know because i think that I think it's very dependent on what your training is. If you're going into, like, for example, I ran my fastest half in what I would have deemed a marathon build-up, kind of. And I didn't finish the marathon, and I was fucked at halfway. Whereas I know I'll be in better marathon shape come London than I was then, but I didn't necessarily run as quick. So I think it depends what you've done. If you've eased down, like, last week I did 24 at, like, reasonable pace, um so it's likely that I probably had a bit of fatigue in my legs from that um you might have eased down so you you might be a bit fresher and I think those things not only do they make the half better they probably make maybe the marathon slightly not so good because you've missed a little bit of the training that you could have potentially done um yeah so I, I think there's a few few factors there and like like I've used the example before with Derek before he ran Valencia marathon. I think he put his half back-to-back in what you ran run in the build-up. So it's very dependent, I think, on what you're
0: doing. Okay, so you can potentially start the answer on the next question for me. Um, this one comes in from Emily Hughes. I don't think it's Emily Hughes who was, you know, in the dominant Liverpool team in the 70s, but could be. Emily says, uh, "What what races do you advise for tune-up in a marathon block I've been asked to run the county team for the 20-mile into counties race, which was last weekend. Um, while I want to race it, I don't want to ruin my marathon build-up. So, Josh, well, what, what races do you plot into your marathon build-up?
1: So, I would, the optimum, I would normally go six weeks out. I'd do a half. And then four weeks before that, do a thing. So, ten weeks out. Um, and that's what I'd do. I wouldn't race more than that, third. Um, certainly wouldn't race more than a half marathon. I don't think you need to the only thing I might I might potentially depending on if it doesn't fall quite like that like for example now I was debating maybe doing another half maybe three or four weeks out but I'm not gonna bother I just don't think I need to
0: I I like people to do a a 10K like two to three weeks out yeah Then a half where you just said six weeks potentially another half 10 weeks out um 10 to 12 weeks out maybe Just as a bit of a a session rather than all out effort, but yeah, I also I think I I like I usually like a bit of a quicker blowout a couple of weeks out. I think you did it one year at Swansea, didn't you, Josh?
1: Yeah, well, I I did it, but I'm not going necessarily say it was quick. (laughs) You ran all right for the marathon, though, did you not? Yeah, exactly. I think that proves proves the Uh, point. Answers the question beforehand, but. Yeah,
0: 20 miles. I think we've gone over this for me is far too too long as a, a race in the build-up. Yeah, I agree. Jane, any thoughts on races in the build-up? When to do them?
2: Yeah, again, context is always key. If you are someone who's a faster runner and you want to do 20 miles as hard as you can, it's it's going to take you far too long to recover. Um, Again, very specific on recovery powers. I've, I've had a couple of athletes do... Um, is it oundle? undle yeah. Out, yeah, Aundel. Oundle 20 uh, this weekend. Both did well and uh, both again. I just give them scope. It's like, well, I always plan in easy weeks afterwards. I, I do treat it a little bit like, well, this is going to leave fatigue in your legs.
0: They need about seven yeah. weeks recovery after that race. Terrific.
2: <laughs> so I've sort of heard. <laughs> and, and it is, it was what it's seven weeks out from London, isn't it? Yeah. Don't um, be that's, about it. That, that's about as, as the, the latest I would. Uh, get people to do a longer race. And I think you're right. That the shorter the race, the more scope for going closer to the marathon. One thing that good marathon training does is it really improves your recovery, uh your recovery powers. So you can run a 10K hard and yeah, like a few days later, I think people can do sessions on it just because they're so used to to working hard all the time and, and getting in the volume. So yeah, I agree with both of you. And, and again, just as Josh says, there's, there's no rhyme or reason to it. You could do a 10K, it go really well three weeks before, and then you think, well, I'm going to do that every time. And the next time you do it, it, it leaves you battered. So, yeah, I think um just make a decision, roll with it, and just analyse afterwards.
0: Good. I hope fast those nicely. Let's go to some news because there is a lot of news this week, a lot of results go through. Um, I'm going to start actually in Tokyo and... Let's go with the women's thirst, because interestingly, we've seen, especially in the last five years, sub 220 for women is becoming the norm. And based on a result I'm about to talk about shortly, we could potentially see another Brit under 220 female at London. So that'd be interesting. But, But yeah, a few years ago, if a woman had run 216 for the marathon... It would have been like a remarkable thing, but it's seemingly like happening every time now. So in Tokyo, it was Rosemary Wanjiro who took the win in two sixteen twenty-eight. And she beat uh Teze Gamechu in who ran two sixteen fifty six. But yeah, two women in two sixteen and the women ran in two sixteen fifty six, which is actually my P B. Wow, I'm a second faster. She's not even winning the race. Madness. Um, So that was the women. I think the other thing to say on the women's, interestingly, in 13th position, Lisa Waitman, 2.31.42. And by yourself, you're probably thinking, yeah, what's impressive about that? What is impressive is last weekend, Lisa ran 2.23. She's 44 years old. She'll be going to her fifth Olympics for the marathon. Five Mm -hmm. rounds. So, their team, Lisa, I think 44, Sinead, 45, 223, and 221, gives us hope. Gives me hope.
2: That's if I'm running those times at that age, that's that's phenomenal.
1: Yeah, as a man, Mm, yeah, it's it's incredible. Shane, I'd start with just ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah, you're right. <laughs> but backing up at backing up the following week
0: for two thirty-one is incredible. Um absolutely incredible. So that was the the women's, then on the men's side it was uh, Deso Daiso Gelmisa who took the win in two oh five-22. So it was a sprint finish between three of them. Mohammed Essa was second in the same time, and Segei Getachu. Two oh five twenty five. Have you seen this finish?
1: Uh, yeah I it did. It's done it the is. round on
0: socials because the winner... So, they turn this corner and I think they've probably got what, about 100 metres left. And they're winding up to an full-out sprint. And obviously, they've run 26.1 miles, so they're all pretty tired. But it's a full-on sprint. And, and the winner, he does the old track trick where you, like, Run out to lane five to
1: push them out. He, yeah, proper blocks off the guy in second. So that that would annoy me so much. at The end of the race, I'd be so angry. Well, I've seen a few people say would you DQ him, and I, I don't think you could DQ
0: him. Well, as harsh as it is, yeah. The other guy should win, in my opinion.
1: Imagine
0: mm-hmm. if I did that to you at the end of the race.
1: Oh yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'll be furious, but. I think you'd, I don't think you can DQ him. You'd be you'd be straight in the officials' room saying DQ that yeah. guy.
2: I'm I'm with Aaron on this one. DQ.
0: Yeah. Anyway, the big story for me for this race was Cam Levens in fifth, two hundred five thirty-six. Absolutely phenomenal from Cam. Obviously, he showed his potential at the World Champs, but you know, two hundred seven oh nine at the Worlds, so two hundred five thirty-six. Another minute and a half off that, and it's a North American record. Also, in ninth was Asako of Japan, um, who trains with Cam a little bit in Portland, and he was wearing the Alpha Fly
1: Alpha Freeze. That but, I was going to say, nothing interested me this weekend other than that. Josh is now seeking out where he can get a pair of those.
0: Anyway. That's some depth from us. That's the most depth you'll get from us from a, a race analysis. But, yeah, that's Tokyo. So we'll start looking at some Brits. First of all, over in America, um, the Sound running 10, as Josh mentioned last week. So Sam Atkin was doing it. He was a, a DNF after 5K after going through in a pretty decent time. But Ailish full in a full marathon training, She kicked hard in her last lap. I think I saw she ran a 64. I think it was a 30. Yeah, she did. A 30. No, maybe quicker. It was like a a fast last 200 to run 30.0.86. So by two tenths of a second, taking the British 10,000 metre record that was held
1: since 2002 by Paul Radcliffe in the rain in Munich. Do, do you think she'd have been pleased that she broke all his record, or do you think she'd have been pissed off she didn't break thirty? I'd be annoyed at break thirty. Eh? Yeah, me too. So another, another question on on another question on that before we move on from it. No, I'm good. Do you think? Oh, okay, I was going to say, do you think that is almost too fast to run quick at London? Yeah. So what I was
0: going to say was, if this was you. You just ran 30 minutes flat at the weekend. What yeah. would you be looking to run at London? 216?
1: Um if I ran 30 flat.
0: Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, I I if, if you um if you were Matt, you'd certainly be looking under 218. So it sets her up and and as you, you rightly say. It's very quick, so all of a sudden you're saying sub two eighteen as a day, de- you know, as a debut, it's gonna be. She's gonna go with it, isn't she? Let's be honest.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think she has to. Um, but yeah, my my only concern when I thought saw that was that is really quick for the seven weeks out. Mm. And I thought maybe I don't know. I mean, you obviously don't know what she's done, but um, well, yeah, apparently she's going Would be, be nice. Everything. She's in a fairly big block of mileage, so
0: to run that on tiredish legs, big things to come in London, I think. So let's go. We'll cover the indoors quickly. There was a lot to cover indoors. We're not going to go through it all. Um, Neil Gourlay, silver medal in the 1500. He clocked 334, was it? Just behind Inga Britson did the double, 15 and 3K, around 740, so... He's going to be in some shape again this year. How long do you think he's going to go on for, Ingebrigtsen? Well, He could go on for years
2: and years. I don't maybe know, another,
0: another forty years, maybe. I I think he'll go to the next Olympic. I think he'll go to Paris and he'll give up.
2: Is he? We were, too much- no. we're you, talking about this. No, we're talking about this. We were talking about this on the run. I mean, he sure he's going to get bored.
0: Yeah, you you, you get often get um, people like that who are so good where what else can they achieve like you know you break world records you win everything there's to be won like what else (laughs) does it prove
2: I think it just depends on what he I think from that point of view yeah nothing but you know if if he's a passionate runner then he might keep at it if he just loves racing and competing I suppose the difference is what has he got to do to keep achieving this so you know the, what these athletes do is incredible day in day out how many years can one sustain that for um, I think it, he, he could have another two Olympic cycles still be well young and he still had a longer career than a lot of people
0: yeah so, I I seem to remember there was an interview with him somewhere where he hinted at giving up at some point soon maybe he'll try maybe we will do like a Michael Jordan and try another sport Anyway, women's women's three thousand. Melissa Courtney Bryant took bronze in eight forty one, and Laura Muir took the win in the fifteen. Haven't got a time right in front of me. It was four oh three, was it? And then the women's eight hundred, which was last night. Uh, Keeley defended her title win in, in one fifty eight, and she was dominant. Um, like clear and just sort of front ran a 158 looking good. So she's in some shape ahead of ahead of the summer. It was nice actually she won her 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 gold at the same time as the long jumper. Was it Jasmine Sawyer's one? I think she was a bit shocked that she won. So I think she was team captain. Anyway, that's indoors it was over in Turkey. Saturday podium breaking ten. So Barraford cycle track up near Burnley. Is it near Burnley? Somewhere like that. Somewhere north. Uh, up north. It was a race set up, really, for Emile Caress and then Andy Butchart to try and attack the British 10-mile record that was 46 Two, um, I think. Oh, two. That's what I was going to say. So, unfortunately, Butcher had some stomach problems. I think he dropped out. Sort of just for halfway, maybe before that, six k. He ha- so both of these had a lot of pacers. There was a probably fifteen pacers who were all being paid per kilometer, and you certainly got bonuses who went past five. I think Jamie Crow went the longest. He got six k in, but that left a meal with ten k solo to try and break this record, and he did forty five fifty seven for ten mile phenomenal um he's in some yeah incredible shape ahead of london so there's another one who in the middle of a big mileage block who's hitting a big pb yeah incredible running from Emil. let's go to trafford shames there conditions were good shane
2: oh perfect
0: so still still lake here and then finish <laughs> men's was won by richard allen 29.03 Paul Pollock made a return to race, racing in 29.07, his first race in, I think, two years. So, you know, maybe he's going to tackle a marath- another marathon in in the hope of getting into Paris. And then Dan Sudley also a return to form in 29.16 in third. I think there was 33 men under 30. And yes. on the women's side, 36 women dipped 35 minutes and the big news really on the day was Sam Harrison's 30.55. So just four seconds short of her PB from Valencia. So know how quick Valencia is. Trafford's as quick people. Get to Manchester in in March. Forget Valencia. Then you won't get piled on, Josh. Um, True. I think Jess Judd was... I don't know why I keep saying I think Jess Judd was second in thirty one nineteen, and Beth Kidger third in 32
1: 24. I'm not sure. I'm not sure you're right there with Beth Kidger being third. I think um, Georgia Gretsch, or however you say it, was third. Yeah, well, in I'm reading, 32 15.
0: I think you're right because I've seen the picture of Georgia in.
1: Yeah. Um, the, do you want me to um, confirm
0: yeah so sorry if, if i am incorrect there but anyway
1: um, you, according
2: to ah so what it was it was yeah yeah so results go on gun time normally uh beth kidger had was 3224 on gun time where georgie greck was 3229 chip time uh georgie greck was 3215 so she started a lot further back
1: do you know what she'd have lost money because of that
2: yeah well I mean unless they've changed the rules but as far oh, as I yeah, know you're right. most, most races you go on gun time races from point A to point B typically so
0: yeah she made me out for that but I wonder why she started so far back
2: well again maybe she started where she wanted about... to start. What, what was so, her
0: official time sorry
2: what chip time done gun time Her gun time was 32.29. And a chip? Chip was 32.15.
0: Yeah, so 14 seconds across the line doesn't sound right to me. She must have been late.
2: Well, well, possibly is right because, I mean, Sam Harrison started ahead of me. She's got no (laughs) different. Jess Stewart, I think, started probably just behind me or right next to me, which is 30. She had a three-second chip time. So Beth Kidger was obviously with... Uh, with her looks like Sarah Aston was as well, so they probably all stood together, probably well under the 31 minute right. barrier. Yeah, my guess is Georgie Grett got where she was meant to be.
0: Yeah, okay, fair enough. Let's have a roundup of some of the just um half marathons that happened at the weekend. Uh, Cambridge, Nick Bag took the win in 65 11, 31 men under 70 minutes, anyway. That's Cambridge. Um, no, I've not done the women's. Verity Hopkins, 73-49. Danny Nimick, 74-23 for second. Um, PB's all round, unsurprisingly. Um, Bidford half marathon, top run, Ronnie Richmond. I have no <laughs> idea what you two are laughing Anyway, Bidford half marathon, Ronnie Richmond, one in 65-35. And he was just headed of Sean until, who... I've got his result here. Women's was run by Rebecca Ezra Hamm, And I was going to talk about the Essex 20 miles, but let's quickly give the winners a shout out. Pete Robinson won in 145. 59 And I think it was Helen Davies took the win in the women's in 2.02. That is enough results for the week,
1: boys. Any big races coming up next weekend that we know of? Uh, Lisbon half, so I'm losing a housemate for the weekend. So Josh Griffiths is running in Lisbon? Yeah. Um, Is he going to run fast? He said he wants to try and break 65 minutes. I'm going to call you out now, Josh. Break Um, 65? Yeah, which also gave me confidence in what I ran. He needs some Josh Lund juice. He needs to be saying he's break 62. That's what you'd say initially.
0: Um. Anything locally, Shane? Anything in England?
2: Uh, I don't think so. Most intercounties? Oh yeah, into counties, yeah. And is that that's still the final cross challenge? Mm. You might, you might get someone after some money. Um. Otherwise, that'll be the final cross country fixture for people.
0: Is that in Loughborough still?
2: Yeah, that is Loughborough.
0: What's going on in your life then next week, Shane? Any races other than Inter Counties planned?
2: Um, no, I'm not gonna do two races in a week. So uh I I've got a lot of work to do actually, and I've got a hefty piece of coursework that my hand is in two weeks and I haven't started, so I need to start.
0: So what's the what's the main goal after intercounties running wide? So,
2: so I've got I've got Wilmslow half. That I've entered I'm undecided because uh, well I'll be quite frank I can't be asked to have another early morning or get a hotel over up in Wilmslow to end up having to jog a half marathon because I get a stitch so I'm going to have to decide closer to the time if I'm going to do that one or not otherwise after that was meant to be Lincoln 10k and they were my opportunities to see if I could um hit the qualifying mark for Valencia marathon looking unlikely if I'm honest. What do you need to run? Sub 30 or sub 66 for half.
1: Which what do you think, think is more likely of the two? I I
2: actually think that the half is more likely in terms of my capability. Mm. Um, Trafford was a bonus because I I didn't actually expect to run as to feel as good as I did. I, I I honestly thought I was maybe in about maybe PB to 30 30 shape. Um And I felt I, good I mean, the time I was I'd on feel, pace.
1: I'd feel pretty good running the thirty two 30 as well.
2: <laughs> oh no, that was hard. I'm on about the first four k.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, Um I don't know. We'll see. I'll, I'll see. I'll get some training in, and we'll. I'll make my decisions closer to the time.
1: Josh, what have you got planned in Spain next week? Um, I've got a special block this weekend. What's it special first one? um it's two like sessions one day i'm very excited for it are you coming back to england anytime soon uh i'm trying not to no um yeah i yeah i'm the plan is no Uh, unless i have to there you go um what what are you doing sorry no more racing before the marathon for you no, I don't think so. I did think about it I debated. Uh, Josh and I were actually having this conversation last week. Um, we're looking at maybe Reading off Prague, but I think I'm just going to can it and just get really fit.
0: I, when I was in Prague, I was looking at where that course goes. It obviously goes down the main roads. Prague is horrific for running.
1: Yeah, cobbles. Yeah, cobbles and just people smoking everywhere. Yeah, I mean I would imagine in the race there probably won't be as many people smoking in the race, but Yeah,
0: hopefully not. Um unless you that guy who I mentioned a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. True.
2: Maybe that's what I should do when I do my first marathon is take up smoking and see if I get a stitch or not.
0: Sure that'll work, mate. Um I'm got a bit I've got a busy because Jenny's going to Scotland tomorrow. So She's away for ten days. And she said to me, Oh, do you want to come up? Because there's a golf course where I'm staying. I said, Oh, whereabouts in Scotland are you going? St Andrews. And I was
1: like the university.
0: Yeah, I was like, You're not staying at the St Andrews Golf Club. She's like, No, no, it's called something like the old course hotels. Like, yeah, that that is it. So she's staying at the home of golf, which anybody likes golf at uh, St Andrews, the hotel that overlooks the 18th at St Andrews. Josh is looking puzzled. It's where well, golf no, began, I Josh. Know
1: what are talking about?
0: Golf began there in like four is it like fourteen sixteen hundreds or something?
1: Golf have, is such a shit spot.
0: Oh, it's incredible, mate. Anyway, um yeah, she's staying there and it's because they're filming St Andrew's Uni for William and Kate stays there. They're filming a phone party in a field. Can't get any more two thousands than a phone party.
2: Do you need any extras?
0: Shane wants to go to a phone party. Um, talking parties, I've got a children's birthday party the weekend, which will be interesting. Um How does how did you get an invite? Um, I don't know, I just hung I just hang around these parks and these kids come up to me and yeah. Get invited. So we'll see what happens. And I'm going to look to try and enter a race, I think. If I can get another week under my belt, then start entering races.
1: Get
2: yourself in a Lincoln 10K. Join the boys.
0: Yeah. When is it? 16th of April. Okay. Yeah. I've I've turned 36 then. Another year older.
2: Well, you and Bowser can fight out for the V35 crown.
0: He's 40, surely. I also booked a holiday. I'm off to Menorca in, in May. So, yeah, things are looking up for me. Nice. nice. Right, that's it, boys. I'll speak again next week. Bye. Yeah, catch you guys, guys.